Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. Today, we're talking all about referral marketing and how you can encourage your customers to tell all their friends and family about your kick-ass business and products. A blend of organic content, community marketing, and influencer marketing, word of mouth is a powerful channel for e-commerce businesses, no matter their size. And who better to school us on what makes a great referral program other than the OG referral platform, Referral Candy, and their chief advocate, Raul Galera. Founded over 10 years ago, Referral Candy has helped over 30,000 brands leverage the power of word of mouth and turn their customer base into their marketing team. If you have a clear customer-centric approach, Referral Candy makes it affordable for companies of any size to attract new customers while retaining existing ones. And on today's episode, Raul is giving us all the tips and tricks we need to create a successful referral program for our own e-commerce stores based on everything he's seen over the last five years at Referral Candy, working alongside marketing agencies, media and tech companies, like the guy's seen it all. So I'm super excited to have him. Let's hop into the episode. Hey, Raul, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. And before we get into all the details of how e-commerce businesses can use referral marketing, I'd love for you to just tell us a little bit about you and why we should listen to what you have to say. So about myself, my name is Raul. I am born and raised in Spain. I've uh, been working remotely for Referral Candy since 2016, before remote work was as common as it is today. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been running the partner program at Referral Candy for the past five years. And I guess the main reason why people should listen to the episode today, it's because referral marketing, it's, I mean, I have a biased opinion, obviously, but I think it's one of the most cost-efficient ways to acquire new customers and retain your existing ones. So it can affect the bottom line of your business. So I hope that people can learn a couple of things from today. Got it. I love that. So we're on video while we're recording this and it looks so bright and beautiful there in Spain right now. So it got me a little jealous that I'm just sitting in my four walls here in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love LA too. Huh? It's one of my favorite cities. You know, the grass is always greener, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I got a little bit of the travel bug. I'm kind of missing the exploration of the world. So thank you again so much for being here. So I'd love to kind of just start with really laying out what is referral marketing? One of the things that we talked about in our pre-chat was sort of how referral marketing and affiliate marketing and all these things kind of get lumped together. But from your perspective and Referral Candy's perspective, what makes referral marketing different than those other options? 
Right. So I would say kind of like as a main difference between affiliate marketing and referral marketing, which is kind of one of the most common questions that people have when they're introduced to referral marketing. So affiliate marketing typically puts all the emphasis on rewarding one side of the deal, which is typically the person that makes the recommendation, but not necessarily the new customer that's being introduced to the brand. So there's typically some sort of a sales commission or a kickback for referring a business, but not necessarily anything for that new customer to actually join. On referral marketing, both sides are really important. So both the person that's making the recommendation and the new customer, they both get something out of the deal. So if we think about the traditional referral program, it's something like give a $5 discount, get a $5 discount. So both sides are getting something out of it. But something that makes, in my opinion, referral marketing special is the relationship between the parties. So we're talking about people that are referring their friends and family. So it's a very close connection. It's a very close relationship. And so those recommendations actually matter a lot in the sense that when somebody that you trust and somebody that you love, it's referring a new product to you, you can be sure that it's because they truly think that that product's going to be good for you. Even if they're getting something out of it, nobody would recommend a bad product or even like a bad experience, basically, to somebody they love just because they're getting something out of it. So that trust, it's what, in my opinion, makes referral marketing special. And it's a big difference between that and affiliate marketing. Thank you so much for that explanation. And yeah, the trust is what makes this whole engine work. It's really just a digital form of word of mouth marketing or a way for us to actually quantify how word of mouth is contributing to our business, which is really important. And I think there's a big misconception that like word of mouth marketing is dead and it's definitely not by any means. You know, yeah, I'm a service provider, but the majority of my business comes from referral and people just talking about me. And when you get that trusted recommendation, that like does half of the work for you. By the time someone comes to me through a referral, they're kind of already convinced that they want to work with me and I don't have to sell them on anything. And so the same thing can happen for product. And I think too, some of us are doing this without even realizing that that's what we're doing. So you might as well just put a little emphasis behind it so that it can have an even bigger impact on your bottom line, ultimately. So talk to me a little bit about when should a business consider implementing a referral marketing program? Who is this good for? And what can they kind of expect to get started? Yeah, that's a million dollar question. I always like to tell merchants this, and it's the fact that I'm going to sound biased again about this, but there's not a bad time to start a referral program, but the timing, it's going to affect how quickly it's going to show results. So if you are a startup, it's going to take a little longer for you to start seeing results from your referral program than if you're an established brand that's getting thousands of orders per month. So that company, the company with thousands of orders, it's going to see results probably within the first few weeks or months. Well, if you're a startup with like 100 orders a month or 
less than that. It's going to take much longer. And the main reason for that is because we work with your existing audience. So what the referral candy does is that it automatically invites customers to join the referral program. So we need to have an initial pool of customers to play with, to be able to invite them to join the program, then incentivize them to refer their friends. And then those friends, once they become customers, they're also going to get invited to join the program. But we need to have an initial uh, kind of like, you know, a critical mass of users in order to be able to see results right away. So again, not necessarily a bad time, but you need to be aware that it can be a long-term strategy. And then in terms of when to be ready to launch the program, and this is probably an advice for startups and smaller brands that are still kind of getting things rolling, you need to make sure that you have certain things in place in order to launch a successful referral program. You need to have a good product. You need to have a good purchase experience. You need to have a good support team. So basically, your customers need to be happy that they're buying from you because when they're happy that they bought something from you, they're going to refer you to their friends and family organically. So they're going to talk about it because we talk about things we buy online. So it's part of a daily conversations. And a lot of brands that work with us, they've mentioned to us the fact that they launched a referral program because they saw on customer support chats that people had been referred by their friends. But if you don't have a referral program in place, it's really hard for you to track who's coming from referrals and who refer who. And you know that whole thing is gonna, it's a little bit complicated. So again, if you have happy customers, in a nutshell, if you have happy customers, you're probably in a good position to start a referral program. And if you're getting those kind of like early signs that people are actually going out and refer their friends, then that's definitely the sign that you're kind of waiting for to launch the program. Just keep in mind that it might take a little longer than if you're an established brand. I mean, that makes perfect sense, right? Is you need to have a validated product and confirm that people want what you have to sell. And, you know, I talk about this a lot, just kind of in all marketing aspects of your business is that you need to have the infrastructure to support whatever it is that you're doing to increase your business. Like I would never tell anyone to just go start running ads if you don't have the systems to get the product out the door, because then you're just going to end up with a bunch of unhappy customers. So it stands to reason that the same would be true for a referral program as well. Are there kind of any, like, I think you may have mentioned it and I may have missed it. Like, what is the benchmark? Is it a certain number of orders per month or a certain number of customers or something like that, that they can just say, Hey, I know when I get to this goal, then I can start thinking about this kind of like the bare minimum, I would say, in order to be able to have some sort of results in the maybe not short term, but a few months down the line, it's to have a hundred orders per month. That would be kind of like the minimum in order to be able to see some sort of results. If you pass the 1000 orders a month, you're definitely in a good place to start and you should be able to start getting positive ROI fairly soon. Okay. Hear that everyone, write that down hundred orders per month, which I think, you know, a lot of you listening are probably already at that mark. So this can be a really great option for you. All right. So now we've decided, yeah, I want to do referral marketing. I have the orders and customers that I need to actually make this successful and get an ROI. Are there any best practices we should have in terms of setting this up? What does it look like? What is the reward? How do we promote it? All that good stuff. Right. So it really depends from brand to brand, but there are some things that kind of like rule of thumb that we share with merchants just so they can get started. Again, as the referral program evolves, they're probably going to want to try different things, kind of like optimize the copy and all that. But a good place to start in terms of rewards, there's always something that I mentioned to merchants. It's that 
they adjust their rewards to their customers' purchasing behavior. So if you're selling a product that your customers can buy on a regular basis or you know every couple of months or something like that, your customers are likely to come back, offer discounts as an incentive for them to go out and refer to their friends. If you're on a subscription model, even better because that way the discounts get automatically applied to the subscription and it's a no-brainer basically. On the other hand, if you're selling a product that your customers are not going to buy anytime soon, maybe offer cash or offer a gift card or offer some sort of free product, some free gift, just so your customers are not stuck with a discount that they're not going to use anytime soon. In terms of rewards, that's kind of like the main thing that we typically suggest. Also, when looking at different percentages, obviously the higher, the better. I mean, it's just look at your, your own kind of like margins and see what you can afford to give, but make sure that it's a truly unique discount. So make sure that it doesn't overlap with other incentives that you might have on your store. So if you have the classic 10% off, if you subscribe to the newsletter, maybe offer something a little bit different, maybe offer like a fixed dollar amount instead, or maybe offer a 15% discount, something a little bit different, just so customers are actually incentivized to go out and refer their friends for that discount. And the third suggestion, it's to make sure that you are giving your customers a reward that they can actually achieve. So I've seen a lot of referral programs that make it really difficult for advocates to get a reward. It might be a big price, but they need to maybe refer five friends, 10 friends in order to be able to get to that reward. In my opinion, it's better to offer something small, but that can be achieved often. Some sort of small reward rather than making them wait for that big reward that can create a little bit of uh, frustration in some customers. And then in terms of promotion. There are several things that you can do. I mean, what we use to promote the referral program is your existing customer base. So whenever you have a new customer buying something from you, make sure that they're hearing about the referral program. So there are two different theories here. You can either reach out to them right after they make the purchase while you still have their attention and let them know about the program. Or you can email them several days later after they've received the product. So they have kind of like a more form opinion about your product and they can probably make like a better sale of your product in a way. So those are kind of like the two different theories. I've seen both of them work. So I don't really know. I wouldn't recommend one over the other. Maybe a good setup in my opinion is to have maybe like a post-purchase pop-up about the referral program after they hit the thank you page, you hit them with that pop-up and you tell them about the referral program and then an email, let's say 10 days later after they've received the product so that you can get kind of like both sides of the customer journey. But at the end of the day, once you've set up the referral program, it's all about promotion. So if you can share on social media every once in a while, if you can include it in your newsletter, if you can include a call to action on your website as well for people that might be website visitors that might not turn into customers, but they might turn into advocates. If I get on a website because I click on an Instagram ad and I get on a store, but they don't have any products that I'm particularly interested in, but I have friends that might be interested in those products and you have a referral program available, I might sign up, get a referral link, and then get my friends to buy from you. So there's all different strategies that brands kind of put in practice. And again, it's all really up to them. Some brands decide to have the referral program private just for customers. Others decide to have it open. Once again, I've seen both of them work. So it's really a matter of your own marketing decision. Yeah, I love all of that. I just want to kind of touch on some of the things that you said to make sure that the audience can really see how this may fit into their own business. So in terms of the promotion, this part's going to be really quick. You need to talk about all your things all of the time constantly, right? Because no one is paying super close attention to you. I tell my audience that all of the time, like you can't say it too much. So do make sure that people know that this exists and they need the reminder. In terms of when you're going to tell them 
I think it's really important to think about your particular customer journey and how much experience do they have to have with your product before they're going to recommend it, right? So generally the lower ticket something is, the more consumable something is, the faster someone's going to use it after they make that purchase. So the faster they're likely to start recommending it. So that's just one thing to keep in mind when you're trying to figure out the right time to do it in your business. And then I would also say same thing, like I wanted to touch on what you said in terms of, you know, when you're deciding what that reward is, it is really important to think about the customer's buying habits. And I always use the example of mattresses because we know we're only buying one of those every few years. Like if you're saying, hey, refer a friend and I'll give you a discount on your next mattress, but I just bought a mattress, I'm probably not going to refer any friends. So having that cash back is probably the better option. If I'm selling jewelry or I'm a clothing boutique and I've got people shopping with me every month, then yeah, that discount is going to be a great incentive because I know that I'm going to come back and shop with you again. And then I like where you're talking about making it easy for them to achieve the reward that you're offering them. Because, you know, if you even think about in your own personal life, this is like a really weird example, but they talk about like when you're paying down debt is sometimes they'll tell you to pay the smallest debt first So even if it has the lowest interest rate, you still want to pay that smallest dollar amount because it gives you that win. Like, yes, I did it. I paid this off. I zeroed this out. And so you want to create that same snowball effect for your customers in terms of your referral program. So I love all of that that you said. You know, when it comes to kind of deciding what are you giving them? You know, how do you kind of decide how much to give away? And I'm sure that this is all specific to the business, but are there any kind of benchmarks for this or what the typical expectation would be? I would say if there's a benchmark, maybe not a benchmark, but kind of like the average that I've seen most referral programs use is 20%. If there's one number in mind that you can use just to kind of like figure it out where your rewards are going to go. 20% is really a good place to start. Once again, just make sure that it doesn't clash with other promotions that you might have on your website. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but we had a merchant that they were running a wheat sale. I think the referral program was offering like 15%, but then on the weekends, they were offering 20% store-wide. And we realized that referral sales were dropping every weekend. We talked to the merchant and at first they couldn't really figure it out even though they said, no, our weekends are our like, best-selling days. So it doesn't really make sense. And it was because of that, because merchants, they would prefer to like save that referral coupon. They got 15% off for a different day and just buy on a weekend with a store-wide 20% discount. So again, a good place to start, but yeah, just kind of keep in mind of what else might be available to your customers. Right. Yeah. That's a great example. And same thing, like you mentioned earlier, you know, if you're giving a discount when people sign up for email, like from the customer, the referred customer perspective, you know, if I have a friend that said, Hey, here is 10% off your purchase at the store. I really love them. Go check them out. And then I hit your website and I can get 20% off if I give you my email. 
I'm probably going to go for the 20% off. So I do like paying attention to being really intentional about what you're giving away. And, you know, of course you have to kind of look at your margins. What can you afford to give away? But I also want to make sure that you're thinking about the lifetime value of your customer, right? So a lot of times we get hung up on spending money on ads to acquire a new customer or giving discounts or giving away referral money and things like that. But you have to think about, you know, if the lifetime value of your customer is $500, how much are you willing to spend to get them in? And it's likely that you can do it cheaper on referral marketing than you can maybe with paid Facebook ads. So You have to kind of look at that whole journey and look at all of those numbers before you make a decision. I think sometimes we can be a little stingy with these things. (laughs) Yeah. And you touched something that I particularly like to talk about referral marketing is the fact that how cost effective it is compared to other channels. And one very simple reason for that is because you're paying based on performance. So your cost of acquiring a customer it's that discount that you're offering to the existing customer that made the recommendation and then the friend. So you don't have to budget anything in terms of referral marketing. It's all based on the actual revenue and actual performance that you're generating from the program, especially these days with ad costs that are rising <laughs> and it's getting really tough out there, especially for startups. It's a very cost-effective way to acquire customers. And again, like you mentioned, you're retaining those existing customers because you're giving them a discount for every friend that they refer. Yeah. And speaking of retaining those people, it's not only just, hey, they're getting this reward when they refer someone. So they're incentivized to do so, which is obviously part of it and awesome, but it's also keeping your brand top of mind to those customers. So maybe they're not ready to buy your product right now, but when they are, they're going to think of you because you've already done all of these amazing things for them and they already love you. And so it's just another way to kind of build that relationship with your customer. So I love all of that. All right. So we talked about why referral marketing. We've talked about how to actually do it. So here's a question though. How much contribution to their overall business or increase can someone expect? So like with email marketing, generally you see anywhere from 20 to 30% of revenue coming from email. Are there any general numbers for a referral program? Yeah. So actually, if you go to our website, our pricing page, we have an ROI calculator that calculates what we assume is the minimum that you will be getting from your referral program. And again, it's not a guarantee because every merchant is different, but we, we assume that if you kind of complete your referral program checklist, which is actually at the homepage of our dashboard, kind of like all the three different steps that you need to do to launch your program. If you complete all those three steps, you're going to see at least a 2% increase in referral sales. And that's kind of like the minimum that we typically see on referral programs. Now, we have several case studies of merchants that have been able to get to 10, 20, and up to 30% of their sales coming from referrals. Obviously, 30%, it's kind of a unicorn in terms of referral programs, but I've seen a good amount of merchants getting to a 10% referral rate. Referral rate is the number of referred purchases compared to the total amount of purchases. So I would say that 
10%, it's fairly achievable. And like I said, anywhere above 2%, 5 10%, it's something that a lot of merchants have been able to achieve. And once again, it really comes down to promotion. I can't really stress this enough. It all comes down to making sure that your customers are being notified about the program, that they hear from you about the program in several different channels, and also that you make it a little bit attractive as well for them to join, not necessarily in terms of the rewards that you're offering, but also kind of like how you frame it. We have one particular client that I always love talking about, which is Baron Fig, because in my opinion, they've done the most, one of the smartest ways to promote the referral program, which is they have a call to action on their website on the top navigation bar that says get $10. So that already by itself, it's interesting. I was like, okay, well, I'll get $10. So if you click there, they have a sign up for the referral program, but then they have a note from the team. So they wrote like a very short letter to customers uh, explaining why they launched a referral program. And the main reason for them to launch a referral program and kind of like the way that they explain it to customers is that they literally say, instead of spending money on advertising, we'll rather give this money to you. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, in my opinion. So if you frame it that way, or if you frame it in kind of like a fun or kind of like even add some sort of gamification, we've seen some merchants that they weren't offering coupon codes, they were offering free products. And because they have a very limited catalog of products, every time you refer, I think it's like a couple of friends, it's not with every friend. I think it's like you have to refer a couple of friends, you get a free product. But every time that you refer to friends, you get a different product. So at some point, you can end up getting the whole collection. So they added that kind of like gamification aspect to the program. And that makes it fun because now after you've got the first two free products, you might want to get all the five or six or seven products that they have in the catalog. So yeah, just try to stand out from your competition. I mean, at the end of the day, it's what <laughs> most brands are trying to do anyway. So yeah, it's also part of how you sell the program, really. Right. Oh, I love that example. And it just kind of sparked a couple of thoughts is especially the, we don't want to spend money on advertising. We'd rather give it to you. First of all, that's genius. Second of all, so many people these days are just like anti-social media platforms in general, right? Like we're all a little mad at them and they're just kind of a necessary evil of life. So I think from the customer perspective, they're probably happy to see those platforms also not getting your money. Like, yeah, it's cool that they are getting it instead, but knowing that the platform is not getting it probably makes them a little bit happy, not going to lie. And I love how they are giving away product instead of money, which, you know, for you guys listening, this could be a really great way for you to move through inventory as well, right? So maybe you have some items that you are sitting on and you need a way to move them. This would be a really good way to just kind of move through that product. Cause you know what, when something is free, people are not going to be like, oh, I don't really like this. You know, like they're just going to be excited that they're getting a free product. Now that doesn't mean you give them all of your crap. We still want to create a great experience that keeps them coming back, but it's a good way to, you know, things that you're sitting on, or maybe you've got onesies and twosies of things that, gosh, those single items just like never seem to move. You can never get rid of that one last piece. So I think that's a really, really smart way to support the customer while also meeting your business goals. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on here, when we're talking about the contribution that referral marketing is making, I know when you're listening, you're hearing 2%, 5%, and it seems insignificant, 
you know, compared to email, right? Which is 20 to 30%. But I want you to remember that this is like net new revenue and customers. So when I say 20 to 30% of revenue through email, that's your repeat customers. Also, when it comes to the referral piece, these are new people that likely would not have known that you existed without this referral. So yes, it's a small percent in the scheme of things, but it is all new people. So I just want to make sure we're framing that for you in your head. So I want to say thank you so much for sharing all of this information about the referral program in general, but let's talk a little bit about referral candy specifically as a platform. I've known about you guys for a really, really long time. I was excited when your name came across my desk and, you know, just having the opportunity to chat with you. So with all the platforms out there now, why referral candy? Yeah. I mean, honestly, we've been around for a while. Like you said, I've been at the company for five years, but we turned 10 years old last year. So it's been a ride. I mean, we were pretty much the first referral marketing platform on the Shopify ecosystem. Actually last year, because we were creating some content around our 10 year anniversary as a company, I went on internet archive and I went to the Shopify app store in 2010, I think it was. And I mean, it looked a lot different <laughs> than what it looks now, but it was funny to see referral candy, which back then it was called Anna 4 and the logo that we had back then and all of that. It was really interesting. But the reality is that we've remained a very niche platform in terms of what we do. We focus 100% on referrals and we make sure that we're the best at it. There's a lot of competition that have decided to expand horizontally and create different products and add referrals as a feature. But in our opinion, we believe that referral marketing deserves its own spot and its own kind of like dedicated marketing efforts. So that's why we've remained so focused on referral marketing. We've added a lot of features, obviously, over the years, especially for those that are on Shopify. We've made it a lot easier to kind of handle how coupons are created and distributed and all that. And then also, especially in the past couple of years, we've put a lot of emphasis on fraud. So anytime that you have people interacting with some sort of platform, there's going to be fraud that happens. And so we've always had an anti-fraud system that's already built in inside Referral Candy and automatically invalidates referrals that are either people are referring themselves or people are trying to game the system. On top of that, we've added a fraud center, which highlights suspicious activity, activity that might be actual legit referral activity, but we still want the merchant to make the last call. So basically we highlight activity that has passed through all filters, but we still think that it might be suspicious. One very easy example is if we have a customer that all of a sudden they're making hundreds of referrals per week or per month or even per day we've seen in some cases. That raises an eyebrow and it leaves us to believe that they might have shared the coupon code on one of these like coupon sharing sites. So we're able to identify the coupons. We're able to tell the merchants, hey, you should look into this. This is where the coupon is. You know, take any actions that you may want. You can invalidate the advocate just to make sure that they don't get any rewards for that and all that kind of stuff. So we just added kind of like an additional level of security for merchants. But yeah, I would say that the main reason why we're still in business, it's because we were so dedicated to referral marketing itself that our obsession is to build the most solid referral marketing platform that's available for e-commerce merchants. Yeah, I love that you guys are so focused and specialized. You know, there's a developer in the Shopify ecosystem who I'm not going to name 
but you may know who I'm talking about. They create a lot of apps for a lot of different purposes and none of them are that good. And their customer service sucks because they're trying to be too many things to too many people. So they do a lot of stuff. They do none of it well, and they cannot keep up with the demand that comes with trying to serve that many people. And it just creates an overall shitty experience for you as the merchant and then ultimately for the customer. I think there's a time and a place for a more general type person. I don't know the right words, but you know, even in your own business, when you're thinking about hiring, you start out with more of a generalist because you just need someone to help you do shit. And then as you grow, you're going to hire more and more specialized people. So I think the same comes when you're thinking about your tech stack, especially as you grow and you want things to be reliable. Like you don't have the time to deal with shitty tech. Like, let's just be serious, (laughs) especially as you scale. So I think it is really important that you stick with those niche platforms. I want to talk about pricing real quick, but before we do that, leaning into the idea of the tech stack. So I know that you also integrate with Klaviyo, which is my favorite email marketing platform and the one that I always recommend. And then you also integrate with Recharge. So what does that integration with Klaviyo look like? Yeah. So in a nutshell, what we do is that we allow merchants to basically take most of the email promotion into Klaviyo instead of kind of like the built-in emails that we have inside of Referral Candy. So if you want to use Referral Candy by default, you can do that. We have a set of automated email templates that you can modify, obviously, but you can set like a cadence for post-purchase emails and then reminders. And that's it. You activate it and it's running on autopilot. But obviously Klaviyo offers a much richer <laughs> email environment that what we can provide. So that's why we built this integration with them. I think it was like two years ago now. And it's a power user feature in the sense that people that can really take advantage of this integration are those that are well-versed with Klaviyo. But you can do some really cool things. I mean, you can basically insert a referral program variables into your different Klaviyo flows. So whether it's post-purchase or if it's on your newsletter or even if you have like an email about like new arrivals, you can still add kind of like the referral link into the email. So when the customer opens the email, they'll be able to see the referral link directly kind of like sitting in the email so they can just copy it from there and share it. So yeah, it's just a way of giving merchants the opportunity to kind of like power up a little bit on their referral marketing email promotion. And like I said, it's more like a power user feature, but yeah, you can do some really interesting thing with that. Yeah, that's awesome. So essentially it just takes the customer's referral link, adds it as a profile property inside of Klaviyo, which then you can dynamically insert into any email. So for those Klaviyo users listening, if you're not already familiar with this, it would work the same way as when you insert a person's first name, right? It just sits on their profile. You have the little placeholder text that you put in there, and then it will populate for each individual user. And I love this because then you can just have that at the bottom of 
every single one of your emails to remind people that it's there. And what's really cool, just as a little advanced trick in Klaviyo is you can also use dynamic content to show them a different text block, for instance, whether they are a referral partner or not. So if they have the referral link, you show them the referral link. And if not, you show a block that says, Hey, join our referral program. Not to get over your head, if you have questions about that, come over to the e-commerce finastery Facebook group and I'll help you out. Uh, <laughs> let's real quick, I just want to talk about pricing because I know everyone's thinking about it. Just how is it structured? And then we'll put a link in the show notes where people can go learn more about it. Yep. So our pricing, it's mostly based on performance. So we make money when the merchant makes money. So our pricing has two components, a fixed monthly fee of $49 a month and a commission on referral sales. These are monthly referral sales. And like I mentioned earlier, um, it's only based on the revenue that you've generated in that particular month from your referral program, not total revenue. And the way we structure the referral fee, it actually decreases as your referral sales grow. So we charge 5% on the first $1,000, then 3.5% on the next 10K, then it's 1.5% on the next $100,000, and then everything above that, it's 0.25%. So for a lot of users, I mean, I could throw some numbers, but if you're generating, let's say $4,000 in referral sales in one particular month, you would roughly pay about $200 to referral candy to acquire those 4,000. That's kind of an estimation, but we do have a, an ROI calculator on our pricing page where you can enter your monthly sales. And then we can calculate that 2% of kind of like minimum increase in sales that you would expect. And then next to that, you'll be able to see how much you'll be paying to referral candy to acquire that additional revenue. Got it. Okay. Awesome. And guys, there will be a link in the show notes to referral candy's website. So you can go plug in all of these numbers and figure out what makes sense for you. Okay. Here's a question for you. It's August, 2021, when we are recording this my gosh, can you believe how long, not to talk about COVID, but can you believe how long we've been dealing with this crap, right? So I would love to know, is there any shift that you've seen since the world entered this pandemic? And at the same time, just any changes you've seen in general as even non-COVID related things, just, you know, customer behavior and all that stuff changes Anything new, recent trends or what's coming for referral marketing? Something that we've definitely seen, especially since COVID started and all these ups and downs that we've had in terms of ad spend and a lot of competition coming into e-commerce. You know, if brands before they had to worry about a hundred other brands, now they have to worry about a thousand other brands. Like there's just so much competition in the space. I think brands have realized how important customer retention is. It might have been new to some companies. I mean, I feel like a lot of brands used to have this kind of like growth at all costs mentality in terms of acquiring new users. And maybe they were putting customer retention a little bit on a kind of like a secondary face. But yes, we've definitely seen an increase in brands looking for ways to retain customers. And thankfully, referral marketing, it's something that can help with that. Because like you mentioned earlier, it helps brands stay top of mind on customers, even after they've left, even after they make the purchase. It's an easy way for you to kind of like occupy a little bit of their mental space and make them remember you, especially when they're talking to their friends and family about a product they've acquired from your brand. 
So yeah, definitely customer retention, which at the end of the day, it's something that helps the bottom line of your business. I mean, it's a, it has a direct impact on your financial, which is what it's going to determine whether you stay alive or not as a company. And at the same time, depending or basing your company's growth and even your own kind of company's future on a platform, it's real scary. So if your main source of new customers, it's purely based on Facebook, Instagram ads, any change there, it's really going to affect the way that you run your own business. So that's pretty scary. And so, yeah, we've seen a lot of brands trying to figure out creative ways to keep those customers around for longer. And yeah, so referral marketing is definitely something that a lot of them have looked into. Yeah, such a good point in terms of the retention piece. And, you know, it's so funny, like me coming from the email space and my main report card, right, was how many return customers I was getting. So retention was my job. Um, and I used to manage the loyalty program and all of that stuff as well. So it was surprising to me when I came into the space as a consultant and working with all these brands and finding that retention was not at the top of their list, right? And there was so much education that I had to do around it to let people know that what I was offering was really important for their business and their bottom line. So I think there's not enough people in the space talking about it because so many people don't know or realize how important it is. And it's so much easier to keep an existing customer than it is to get a new one. They spend, the statistic is like 33% more than a new customer does. And what's really cool about the referral marketing is you're hitting both the acquisition and the retention. And there's little else in the space that can really do both of those for you. So that's all awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Okay. So I did warn you about these next questions, but I do ask all of my guests these questions because I think there's a lot of bullshit on the internet on how e-commerce is really easy and you know, you'll be a millionaire tomorrow. And that is just not the case. It's a little bit different because you're obviously speaking for a platform, but maybe you have some referral candy clients or maybe some strategies that your you know, referral candy thought would be really great for customers to implement that didn't quite work out. So are there any kind of strategy failures that you can share in the referral marketing space? That's a really good question. By the way, to what you mentioned about kind of like all these, I'm assuming we're talking about e-commerce gurus that tell you that you're going to be rich. There's something positive I think that's happened. I don't know, maybe I'm a different target now on social media ads, but I remember getting a lot more ads about e-commerce gurus back in 2016, 17, especially the drop shipping. I used to see a lot of drop shipping ads when I first started learning about e-commerce in 2016 than I do now. So Maybe the world is a better place in that sense. I don't know. Or maybe just my world, maybe the kind of content I'm getting on social media, who knows? So in terms of failures, in terms of referral marketing, I mean, I would say that one of the main mistakes that I see when brands are launching a referral program is just not being ready. So if you don't have a good product or if your customers are not happy, a referral program cannot fix that. You know, especially with startup companies, we see them join referral candy and launching a referral program and then just not working because that aspect of the customer advocacy wasn't there. But I wouldn't say that's a 
mistake just based on referral marketing. I think that's as a company, it's something that you need to look into. So referral marketing is just an extension of what your company's already doing. But in terms of mistakes, I would say that a lot of companies, when they launch a referral program, they think that just by having the referral program active just by itself, it's going to start generating sales immediately. I mean, there's a lot you can automate, but you also need to do a lot of promotion. And we've talked about this before. Not doing enough promotion is definitely, if the one that I mentioned earlier is the number one mistake, this will be number two in my list of mistakes that I see on referral programs. Yeah, I love what you mentioned there. And I talk about this in terms of ads as well. Like paid ads are not a band-aid for your business. They are going to amplify what is already happening, good or bad. And so the same can be said about referral marketing. So that is really, really important to take into consideration on whether or not you are ready to do this. Are there any specific strategies that you've seen clients take or things that, you know, you've tried that just like were so successful and just like blew your mind on how well it did? Yeah. I remember two in particular. So we had actually a software, a company using referral candy a while ago. And I guess it was a mix between software and selling digital products, really. So it was a platform where audio engineers or music producers could buy their music that they could use for their tracks. And something I found really interesting is the fact that they were offering, I think it was like a 90% discount to the friend and then like the $10, you know, cash reward to the customer that was making the recommendation. And it worked really well. And it worked really well because the customers were just so happy with the product that they were talking about it regardless of the incentive. So they figure, well, it's probably going to be more difficult to get somebody to buy from us for the first time than getting people to refer because they're already doing it without any sort of reward. So they said, look, we know that the friends are going to love our product so much that let's just give them a 90% discount (laughs) on their first order. And it worked really well. And I can't remember the name of the company because it's been a while. But yeah, that's something I thought it was really smart. And then also in terms of rewards, there's one company, we were doing a podcast internally at the company a few years ago, and I interviewed them for one of the shows. It's called Threadbeast. And they're a subscription box for fashion and apparel. So every month you get a box with products that you do like a survey and you fill out some sort of criteria and then they send you clothes that they think you're going to like. And so the way the referral program works is that this is kind of like the other side of the deal. So the friend gets 50% off their first box, but the customer that made the recommendation gets an additional box for every friend that they refer. So if you refer three friends, you're going to get three times the close, three boxes basically in your following month. And so that's actually led to a lot of people just going on YouTube and doing unboxing videos and then putting their referral links in the description. And they weren't getting paid for it, but they were getting a lot of free clothes <laughs> for their videos. And still to these days, if you go to YouTube and just type Threadbeast, you're going to see videos posted probably today, to be honest. I mean, there's new content published every single week. I thought that was really smart because it literally just took off. And again, a really great way of making sure that their customers are staying retained because you need to have a subscription in order to be able to be part of the program and get your additional boxes and all that. So yeah, in terms of rewards, I think those were really, really smart experiments. And also it comes to show how well they knew their customers before they actually established the rewards. Yeah, that's what I wanted to touch on was really understanding your customer, the customer journey, what it looks like for a new person to come into your business and buy your product. 
um, and being really intentional about what you're offering and not just slapping on like a give five, get five, right? Like really what does it take and what is that customer worth to you, right? Like if they're giving the audio, probably stock audio, if they're giving 90% off that first purchase, it's because they know that once they hook them, that customer is just going to keep coming back and back and back. And by the way, if you've ever tried to buy stock audio, it's a pain in the ass and there's not a lot of great options out there. <laughs> so I definitely get it, right? If you find a platform that you like, you're going to be there for a really long time. So one last question, if you could give my audience one thing to take away from this episode, like if it's the only thing they remember, what would that be? Your customers are your best salespeople. And I can give you a few different reasons to explain that. The first one is that they trust your product and they trust it so much because they were willing to spend money for it. The second one, it's because their audience trust them. They're selling your product to their friends and family. So it's an audience that they're going to trust regardless of whatever incentive they're getting, because they know that their friend would not recommend a bad product just because they're getting something out of it. And then the third reason why I think customers are your best salespeople is because they don't sound like salespeople. So I come from a sales background. I know <laughs> how we can sound sometimes. And the way your customers sell your products, you know, it feels a lot more personal. So yeah, you should definitely leverage that. Yeah, I love that. They don't sound like salespeople. What's so funny is because there are certain times when I do a live video or I'm recording something and I get this announcer voice and I'm like, wait, where <laughs> did that come from? You know, it's really guys, if you listen to me and you pick that up, like it's not intentional. I think that's me just like overcompensating and trying to make sure I have energy on video and audio because it has a way of kind of dimming that. But yeah, when I'm just talking to a friend and saying, hey, dude, you really need to get this thing because I love it. Like that part doesn't come out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. So thank you so much again, Raul, for being here on the show. I'm so excited to share this with the audience. And for those of you listening, Maybe you are not ready for a referral marketing program today, but that is okay, right? Just bookmark this episode and come back when it's time. And thank you again for hanging out. I know you can be anywhere on the internet. So I appreciate that you're hanging out with me. I hope you have a kick-ass rest of your day and I'll see you on the flip side. so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass. Thank you.